0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Sudden Scrap Nation's podcast, your host on this lovely Monday morning, Daniel Jonas, as always. It is Monday, uh, June 22nd, 2020. Um, like I said, Monday, it's nine o'clock in the morning, ten o'clock in the morning here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Nice day so far. Might rain later because weather is bipolar as fuck here. It's like 104 or like 40 degrees Celsius for those that are not from the States, because we're the only place that does Celsius, or Fahrenheit. um, It's like 100-something in the afternoon. Sometimes it'll rain. I don't think we're in... I think we're getting close to hurricane season. Either way, I hope you all had a good weekend. I hope you all enjoyed the fights. I I thoroughly enjoyed them, because they ended at like 10 o'clock, perfect time for me. I had a... Big day, so, like, when I was watching those fights, leading up to it, uh, a lot of training, I was like, oh, I'm going to be exhausted. I'm not going to be able to stay up. Thank God it wasn't the Cynthia Cavillo-Jessica Eye fight, because I just would have called it quits and just fell asleep. But with this one, I tried uh, tried my hardest, and I did. I stayed up, and I got to stay up and watch the Curtis Blades versus I got to stay up like I'm a five-year-old. Um... Curtis Blades versus Alexander Volkov. We'll get to that. We'll get to all the fights. Uh, the fight that I said, fight of the night. What did I tell you? A possible fight of the year contender. Um, so we'll get to those. On top of that, we'll also talk about the corner controversy for the first fight and where I side on that. Other than that... Make sure to check everything out on SouthernScrapNation.com as well as going to iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, um, podcast app, wherever you can find this podcast. It's there. Just type in Southern Scrap Nation. Uh, the podcast will be up uh, along with all of our previous ones and Unapologetic Idiocy if you're into just dumb conversation about nothing. Uh, I've got a bunch of stuff on that. But you can find everything and more at SouthernScrapNation.com. Um, all right. So why don't we go ahead and get into the news of this past weekend by starting off with the first thing and the most and the controversial thing. So this weekend there was a fight where Austin Hubbard fought a new um fought a a late minute replacement who was on a five fight winning streak, I think all fights all fights by submission or something. Very big prospect. But to be fair, only had, he was five in, yeah. So he had five fights. He was on a five-fight winning streak. Um, he, very good wrestler, NC State wrestler. There you go. Two-time or NCAA qualifier, 165, ACC champion at 165. Very good wrestler. I mean, that's like the same... I mean, he did... He's jujitsu under Robert Drysdale. Very good grappler. I didn't get to see the fight, sadly. Um, I'm going to watch it after this. But as far as when it comes to people in their corner calling the fight... I saw the corner controversy. That I did see. I saw where the... He's like, I don't want to do it anymore. And to be honest, it's your fight, your choice, like, if you're a, and then the controversy comes, because Robert Drydenfield's sitting there going, you got this, you can do this, you can do this, don't, don't, don't quit now, I know, I know, but we got this, you can do this, so, you know, and he's like, no, call it, call the fight, call it, call it, please, um, one, if he's not that kind of person, if he is the type of person that's just like, fuck it, I'll fight, like, it doesn't matter how bad, but, it's hard to tell because he's only had five professional fights, that being the sixth one. Um, Robin Black did a very good breakdown of it. And he gets into the details of the mind and the different receptors and all that kind of stuff. The amygdala and prefrontal cortex and stuff. I don't. He gets into talking about that kind of stuff, the real nitty-gritty neuro, uh, neurological components of fighting. However... He made a good point. He was only in the regional scene. Like, he's never had this step up in competition, regardless if there's people in the crowd or not. Uh, You're still fighting for the UFC. You still had all that big fight week. You still had to sit down and do media. You still had to sit down and, you know, do media for the UFC. Um, You had to hype yourself up in less than however a week or however long it was. It's just new. It's new to him. Austin Hubbard... Didn't have any pressure, he just had to go in there and fight uh, another person that was kind of the same style, uh, better wrestling, Max uh, qualified wise. But jujitsu, uh, let's say Joe went in there, Joe probably would have had more success due to his jujitsu capability. Um, I he- uh, from what I heard, Max had real success with the wrestling. Joe, I know his jujitsu is unforgiving so. If you got him to the ground, if he was having success there on the ground, Joe would have had tremendous success. But that's just fantasy matchup. Uh, Austin Hubbard, also twelve and four, very. I mean, a veteran to this guy. And when I see someone going, "Call it, call it," I don't want to fight anymore. The best example was Raquel Pennington versus Amanda Nunes. Not that she, I don't think she said that she wanted to be over or like call it. But it's one of those. She was she was showing the signs of like I want out. Um. So when I look at this fight, that's what I see. I see the guy that's just like I want out. I want out. It's your fight. You signed on the dotted line. It's your choice. You don't have to fight. However, the rules state that like the coach, the corner has to call it. The fighter can't. The coach has to. Um. You can. I guess you can tap. I guess you could like tap the ground. Um. And go down as like a tap But I think think it's I think The coach is stuck in a rock and a hard place Your job is to Appease people And make it seem like you're not A heartless dick who's making this guy go out there And fight even though he doesn't want to But at the same time you have to appease Your fighter The guy that you've grown and trained And has become someone that depends And um, trusts you and now you have to make a decision that he's going to hate you in that moment. Maybe he won't because he was asking for out. Um, or he might, he might like stew on it um, and realize, man, maybe I still was in that fight and he took me away from that opportunity. Uh, that's like that kind of stuff. Like, And then obviously now the media is going after uh Robert Drysdale and Robert Drysdale's not backing down on his decision, whatever he's who he is. Um, and then Dana White, which I think this is actually big, and people are. Uh, Dana White made a big, I think I think it's a big step in the right direction. Dana White says no shame in Max, Roth's run raskoff raskopoff calling it quits who the fuck is anybody to judge him on that exactly yo like i said it's your fight your choice no one can sit here and be your judge about it now you might get assholes or people like dan hooker who want to just like be the heel of the situation that's fine whatever who they're no one to you if anything they're a future competitor so, in my mind, when all this kind of stuff happens, you do whatever you do. Like, I, I, some, some people are a little bit more hard-headed about it. Some people would rather take the beating. We'll get into that Shane Burgos fight. Uh, we'll rather take the beating than to to quit. I'm not Shane Burgos. More like Thomas Gifford, for example, in that Max Griffin fight. Um, so, yeah. No one's to judge you, like, and I think it's big that Dana White came out and said that. Now that it opens kind of the door for future fighters, if they do feel like they're in that predicament. Now that doesn't mean people should just call quits if they're getting their ass beat. But if you feel like you're truly getting outclassed, and it's going to take a toll on your on your future, because there's a way you can you can feel whether or not you're getting your ass beat. Like, there's no there's no crazy, you know. It's no it's no crazy secret when you when you feel outmatched in that way and you're you're taking a lot of damage that you don't feel like you should be taking. Especially for him. He's young in his career. Why do that to yourself? If you wanna have a long career, if you wanna be someone like even like Austin Hubbard, who's got sixteen professional fights. This guy's got five, six now. Ten more fights than him. So it's like do you limit yourself now where you can't even go to your next fight? Or do you just go, fuck it, let's call in on this one, we'll go back to the drawing board, and we'll come back even better? Total possibility. We've seen it before. We've seen a lot of fighters who have lost their first fight, Amanda Nunes, um, and gone on to do great things. I mean, Amanda Nunes is the perfect example. She is legitimately the GOAT of women's MMA, you lost her first fight. It's okay. You learn. But I think it's fucked up when you have people on the other side going, no, you suck. You're not a fighter. A real fighter wouldn't have quit. They would have dunked deep. And Dan Hooker, yeah, he's that guy. He went out with a barboza. He let barboza kick him till he crumbled. Those are two ways to go about it. there's it's literally the same option you're taking a way out obviously that barbosa kicks more of like a force way out but he could have easily been like call it i can't go on this next round he's going to fuck me up even more easily easily there was a moment where they should have stopped the fight in the in the round before but he, it's just a mentality thing and he stepped in there regardless. He still fought. So you can't take that away from him. Anyway, that's my thoughts on it. Uh, yeah, I don't see any shame in it. Uh, he's like, I don't, yeah, he doesn't have it. Like, God, uh, it's sad. Like, definitely don't, don't. Don't watch it if you don't feel like seeing that. It's like pretty hard, but it's like ooh. Um. It says corner. F- this our article says by MMA fighting. Uh, his corner failed to protect more than just his health. And if it's the way he went out, yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. They made him beg and plea. Like it's not. It's not what you want to see. Like it's awful. Alright. Uh UFC put out free fight. Eddie Alvarez versus Dustin Poirier, too. It's a good fight to watch. Uh I'll we'll get into that. Okay. Um okay. Let's go back to the fights. We'll talk about those. Then we had Lauren Mar- Murphy in a tough decision or a tough gritty decision. Out decision, Roxanne Monteferry. Then we had Justin Jesse Janes. Fight Frank Camacho, knock him out in the first round with this nasty left hook two times. Like caught him with the same left hook, kept on catching him, bang bang, caught him with the same left hook. Jillian Roberts, the savage one, submitting Courtney Casey in the third round. Uh, Jillian Roberts is out there killing it. Even despite her eight and four record, she's young, hungry, and I, I'd like to see flyweight. She's going up there. Um, At this point, why not? She She lost to Macy Barber. Submission, Emily Whitmire. Submission, Molly McCann. Then she got submitted. And then... She submitted Veronica Macedo, then she TKO'd Sarah Fratta, then got KO'd by Macy Barber, and then just submitted. So on her return, she submitted Courtney Casey. I could see her fighting Roxanne Monteferry, or uh, or Lauren Murphy. Well, not Lauren Murphy. She's close to a title shot. She could fight Roxanne. I can see that. Uh, Mark Andre Bar- Bar-Low, Barlow versus Oscar Pichota. Uh, Mark went out there, TKO'd him in the second round. He just had no uh, respect for Oscar's power or anything, just kind of walked him down. And when I walked, and when he, we'll get into Liam Goodfight. But yeah, Mark just like cut the octagon and landed big shots. Finally, TKO'd him. But it was just it was methodical. He he just didn't respect his power. Walked him down one side, one side's steamroller from the French side. Then he had Tisha Torres coming out like a bat out of hell against Brianna Van Buren. I was like on the Brianna Van Buren train right before the fight. I was like looking. At her past fights, I, uh, I was listening – because I was listening to commentators talk about it, and I didn't realize she was an AKA product. Um, and I was like, oh, damn. She – and, you know, looked at her past fights. And Tisha Torres just went out there and scared the piss out of this girl. She uh, threw a bunch of shit at her really fast. Axe kicks with ferocity and spinning attacks and versatility. Brandon tried to go for takedowns. She got two out of seven. Um, yeah, and then total strikes – 111 to 37 tiny tornado and I think it was the height there was no height differential they were the same height so Tisha could have just onslaught she could have just like she just went forward Uh, and then Bobby Green versus Clay Guida kind of just a back and forth good Bobby Green doing a good job of stuffing takedowns and getting back to his feet and Clay Guida, pushing forward like always, being awkward. Then we had Jim Miller submitting uh, submitting Roosevelt Roberts in the first round. Jim Miller, he got him to the ground f- as soon as possible uh, and choked him out. That didn't count as a submission or a takedown? Hmm. Maybe he threw a kick or something? I don't know. I thought he took him down. Anyway, so he does that, and that's what you, I mean, it was a cat. Oh, it was a catch, right? To, to, the way, what I see from it is, like, that's the veteran thing. Like, you go to what you're, what you know you have years and years ahead of this kid. You do that. You go to that. He can catch a striking. Like, striking's one of those sports where, or one of those martial arts where, yeah, you can have years, but when there's four-ounce gloves involved, like, nah kind of negates it all um so then you have bilal muhammad versus liam good bilal muhammad nice i mean it was an impressive win for a guy who played on the back foot and was still able got two takedowns um and he didn't really outstrike him all that much liam good came back in like the third round starting to put the pressure uh, pressure on him liam good did a really good job of cutting the octagon off right um Dominic Cruz said it. For every step Bilal made, and this is what people don't get, is when you need to cut something off, you have to take an extra step, right? You have to now they're now they're forced to choose. Do they keep going to that side, or do they go to the other side? Um, most people, when they think they're cutting it off, they're actually just following where they're following step for step, where they step they step or where the opponent steps uh, against the cage, they step, and now they're in front of each other again. But now you're really kind of just following the person skating along the fence. Bilal kind of got away with that for the first two rounds. Liam Good started to find his range. And then by the second, third round, he picked it up. But Bilal already did all what he needed to. Then we go on to Raquel Pennington versus Marion Renault. Raquel Pennington winning a five round decision. Same thing. I don't know what they drank, she and Tisha, during this fight camp, but they went out there like they had a point to prove. Raquel went out there, had no regard for Marion's, that's the word I was looking for before, had no regard for Marion's striking or power or clench and just bullied the piss out of her for three rounds. It was was a good fight for Raquel. It was good to, yeah, 118 to 81. Uh, Two takedowns from Marion Renault. Uh, One takedown for Raquel Pennington, but the real takedowns we'll talk about in the main event. But, yeah, so crazy. And now the fight of the year. Holy fuck. Possible contender. Josh Emmett versus Shane Burgos. Uh, You talk about a guy that must have an iron chin because Shane Burgos took right hand after right hand. Josh Josh Emmett. Hyper extended his knee in the very beginning of the fight, like very, very beginning of the fight. Uh fought on that, dropped Shane Burgos twice. Um It's crazy that people were counting Josh Emmett out. I didn't realize that. He goes on the camera and he after the win, he goes, You media people, um putting me, counting me as the underdog. Like, I'm like, are you guys fucking crazy? Like, I didn't even realize that. I thought Josh Emmett was the favorite in this fight, considering maybe not the favorite, but dead even. Because uh, of the ability to starch, you know Michael Johnson, for example. Um, but yeah, whatever. Uh, Shane Burgos, but had a gr- chin made of granite. His jab was super sharp. His straight was super like a straight right was super sharp. All his punches with on down the middle were super sharp. Um, but Josh Emmett, man, he's got that. He got one takedown. He just has that power. He's got that fucking... Someone gave him a 10-8, possibly, for that knockdown. Which makes sense, I guess, if you're following boxing rules and then you wanted to judge it that way. Um. All right. So then Curtis Blades versus Alexander Volkanovsky in the main event. Anyway, Josh Emmett. Uh, as far as who Josh Emmett can fight next, uh, featherweight division is stacked. Hold on. Uh 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 uh. Mm Dun So up to five, yeah, you Rodriguez. Uh 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 uh. Does it not give me? Whatever, whatever, dude. It doesn't give me the whole thing. Uh, all right, here we go. So Josh Emmett is eight. Frankie's going down to L- uh, a weight. Yair is fighting Zabi. Chan Sung Jung versus Ortega. Max Holloway versus Volkanovsky. Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no. Josh Emmett's fighting Dan Inge. Boo. Josh Emmett versus Arnold Allen. Mm-hmm. Could be a good fight. I like that fight, actually. All right. So then in the heavyweight event, uh, main event, Curtis Blades versus Alexander Volkov. Man, Curtis Blades takedown after take 14 takedowns to begin with, right? He was taking Volkov down no problem. Volkov was doing all right, um surviving, surviving. Got ground and pounded bad at one point, I think in the second round was taking those elbows that Overeem took. Survived. Then Tide started to turn and then Curtis Blades couldn't get takedowns and he started gassing really bad because he put a lot in in the beginning five round fight Um he banked 14 in like the first two rounds he had all fight Uh and then after um he started slowing down so Volkov was able to get under hooks quicker he was able to see the he was able to read the takedown coming so he could get to the fence Um, and then he would break out and start punching straight punches down the middle. Um, Curtis did stand up a little bit with Volkov, I think more just because he had the fear of the takedown involved. But you can understand why Curtis lost to Nganou. Alexander Volkov really made that clear to me Um, as far as why Nganou his Kryptonite. Because Curtis Blades if you can stop that initial takedown, you can land some shots. And if you're Engano, you just need one shot. But it's really just, if you can stop that double leg, and Alexander did it, he got the underhooks real quick um, before he could blast through. If you can stop that just initial brush, which I think is what Nganu did, he just would stop it. Because it's going to be very hard to just, power double gannu So I think that's what I, I think that's mostly why he's a kryptonite. I think the same thing would happen with DC to be honest. I think Curtis Blaze wasn't going to be able, isn't going to be able to just go out there and power double DC. I don't think he's going to be able to just go out there and power double Stepe. I think a lot of the people that he's been able to power double and get those knockouts on have been very high level kickboxers. Or strikers, junior, who have shown weakness in wrestling. Um I don't know, Justin Willis, I guess. Uh Alistair Overheim, Mark Hunt, Alexander Olyanek, he knocked out standing, and Alexander Olianek is one of those things where it's like you have to take me down. He got the win this time, but mm, boy. I don't know who he's going to fight next, boy. But it's going to be a hard, it's going to be hard for like Steep Stipe Steep Air DC, or Ingunu again, I guess. But that doesn't make any sense. But if it's Steep Air DC, it's not an easy fight for him either way. I think they expose him again. I think, I think unless he figures a way to. improve his striking a little bit more. I don't I'm not 100% sure, cuz he's got power. He's got massive power in that right hand. And then but it might just also be managing pace too. I think he just puts it on too much for heavyweight. Okay. So, those are those fights. Wednesday I'll break down uh what is happening this coming weekend, but it's going to be a great fight. Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker. I don't even need the rest of the card, but um, fine. I'll break down the rest of the card for you. Um, Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker. Diamond versus my Hangman. I don't. There's nothing really there. Uh, Mike Perry versus we got Platinum and Diamond. Um, Mike Mickey Gall. And There's uh, Aspen Lads out of that fight. Uh, G, uh Vellante versus. Marcy uh Maurice 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 Green. I don't know why I was struggling with that. Brendan Allen versus Kyle Dukakis. Where's he from? Is he from Tuesday Night Contender? Nine and I oh. But this guy's just like five best prospects. Holy shit. Hm. I watch some of his stuff. Um other than that, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh Luis Peña versus come on. Worthy. Kamal. Kamal Worthy. Come on. Kamal Worthy. Luis Peña getting back in there. Did Luis Peña lose his last fight? I think he did. No, he won. Oh, he lost to Matt Favola. That's right. All right, anything else? They're really just Sean Woodson versus Kyle Nelson. Oh, I like Sean Woodson. He's he's good. He's long, long long-rangey guy. Philip Lenz versus Tanner Bozer. Poster Bozer. It's really just the main event that they're trying to get you excited for and to throw something in before the July 11th card where they're announcing UFC 4. Woo! Alright, so let's get into a little bit more news that's been going on. Um, Andre Feely and Bryce Mitchell talking shit on social media. Well, not talking shit, but matchmaking themselves. Yep, seen a uh, bandana print versus camo print. Yep, see October. Dog nasty. Um Ali Abdelaziz is promoting his his uh his fighter Khabib for the cover of the UFC game. This should be the new cover. This man never lost. Uh, It's what he like. It should be him and Amanda or people that have, because that's the benefit of the UFC. Khabib's yes, he's never lost. He's done all this stuff. He doesn't, like, credential wise. What has he? Who has he beaten the UFC? I hate bringing this up, and it's not a. It's not a. Gripe on him, I mean, he's clearly one of the best, but at the same time, as far as like compared to Amanda Nunes, who has he beat as far as uh in in the UFC, like uh, ranking wise, Amanda Nunes, Holly Holm, former UFC champion, Ronda Rousey, former UFC champion. Uh, Chris Cyborg, former UFC champion. Like, they they've, they, have accolades in the UFC. Dustin Poirier, he was an interim champion. Conor McGregor, former champion. Uh, Ally Quinta, top 10. Edson Barbosa, top 10. Michael Johnson, top 10. Daryl Holger. Rafael uh, dos Anjos, former champ. But after this fight... So, yes, he's beat very good guys, top ten quality guys. But as far as – and Dustin's really the, the first person. Dustin, in my mind, like, the first champion he's beat. Like, if he goes on to beat Justin, if he went on to beat um, – I, I wish Eddie was around still, uh, former champ. If he has a fight with Tony, uh, Dan Hooker, um, like – Top five guys. Amanda always fought top five ga- or gals. Um, GSP, always fighting the top, f- top one, two. Same thing with Jones. Always fought the next person in line. Like, undoubtedly the next contender. Always. Right? So when you start getting that, Max Holloway, that's when I'm like, yeah, be on the cover of the UFC video game. Because you're on... Because you're you've done work in the UFC. A lot of his wins come outside of the UFC. I don't. I mean, I there's still wins, but um, as far as the top flight competition, he just needs to rack up more for me to be like he's gonna be in the he'll be in the UFC Hall of Fame. But in like the great great thing, like not yet, not yet. Not even a happy Father's Day from Ben Askren. I think you're confused. I'm your dad. You're supposed to send me a present and sing some nice shit to me. <laughs> Darren Till, happy Father's Day at Dana White. I love this. Darren Till's like photoshopping his face into um, people's faces. So he's got Darren Till's face. He's got Ali, Ali Abdelaziz's face. Could be, should be on the cover. Could be, should be cover. Fuck these other guys. Hashtag #EA Sports sucks ass. And then he put Michael Bisming's face. I love his shit talking with Michael Bisming. And he's like, "Are you intoxicated, Darren Till, dude? Darren Till's a real GC man, a real GC. I'm telling you, Israel versus Darren Till. It's gonna be 2021, man. Get ready. Best kickboxing fight you'll ever, you'll ever see." Okay, so let's cover a little bit more before I call it a day. That was MMA fighting. Thanks, MMA fighting. Let's move over to MMA junkie. Any news over here, guys? Guys, any news? Paul Daly, the rematch with Lorenz Larkin, interim welterweight. Oh, Alexander Radic versus Anthony Smith. Ooh, I mean, props to Anthony Smith for going back out there. But get yourself like a. Don't give yourself one of these guys. Alexander Radic is a monster. But if he, if Anthony Smith can rely on his jujitsu and get him down, game changer, game changer. Could easily get back. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Rachel Ostevich accepts one year you sought a sanction after using Tainted Supplement. I think she's fine. (laughs) Hey, Curtis Blades, when you're in there, just suffering for those five rounds and you're earning that paycheck just know rachel ocevich isn't gonna be able to fight for a year and she'll still make more money than you that's crazy right instagram it's a cool tool LFA, re, I love this. LFA returns to returns from coronavirus shutdown for four July events in South Dakota. I'm telling you, Dakotas, man, they get overlooked. I bet they have no. I bet they've got nothing, you know. Like, um, as far as coronavirus shutdowns, they're like, there's a shutdown. We're in North and South Dakota. We're in the Americas? What the fuck's America? Uh, All right. MMA junkie just giving me what I already saw. And then BJPenn.com, because is always fun. Dana White responds to Henry Cejudo's calls for featherweight. He pretty much just says, like, he's retired. I'm not thinking about him. Good. Good on him. Good. During this, even though... Dana White is saying, like, this is an opportunity, not a career, yada, yada. That stuff I don't disagree with. But when certain fighters are saying certain things right now, there's certain things that I'm starting d- to agree with Dana White. Like, the Max R- uh, Roskipoff decision, like, who the fuck is to judge that guy? The Henry, C- the, like the Dana White thing with the Henry Cejudo. Um, like, he's retired. I'm not even thinking about him. Like, good, like. Shut the fuck up. Like, you said you're retired. Like, he's right on this. Like, he said you're retired. So, I get that you're trying to keep your name relevant, but if you don't fight, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately sport. If you don't fight, no one's going to care because you're not a fighter. Like, you're not fighting. Like, you're a fighter, and you're not fighting. No one's going to care. Sorry. Sorry. But you can make money other ways, like seminars and shit. I would. See, what makes me what excites me about like these UFC fighters, I don't think excites them like as a UFC fighter, like what would excite me would be building a gym and it, being able to build a stable of fighters that I can spar with coach and we can build a team together. A lot of these fighters like aren't that way. Oh, Paula Costa reacts after John Jones leaks private emails on social media. Uh, So John Jones released uh, social media, and it was hilarious. John Jones played tweet and delete after sharing these direct messages. Um, John Jones goes, lol, this dude is such a bitch. I was being sarcastic, and he actually apologized. Which the messages say, John tweets Paulo. Once you get a hundred thousand followers on Twitter, I'll start replying to you publicly. Why did you have to start with the insults, man? That wasn't very nice. You hurt my feelings. It's not too late for you to apologize. Hello, John. If you felt bad, I'm sorry. It was not my intention, really. I wish all the best to you. Sincerely, this is a humor page too. Don't take things too, here too seriously. But if you want, I can delete it without any problem. As it said, makes no sense too. And then Paul goes. If John is still alive, un- al- if John is still alive until twenty twenty one, it will happen. Oh, and then, oh, and then Paulo saying fake. I'm just not on the Paulo train as much as I guess all these people are. People are like, he's going to go up there. He's going to erase Izzy. He's going to erase. Jones and he's gonna erase inghanu the easy thing I can kind of see, but um but yeah, yeah, the Jones win I don't know I don't know it's gonna be kind of hard to fuck Jones up if you got no good wrestling, but I don't know he doesn't wrestle anymore. Well, that's it. I thought there was way more going on, but I guess there's not. Uh, for all the fight announcements that they made, they kind of shortchanged us. All right, so never mind. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I will be back Wednesday to break down pretty much the main event. We'll talk a little bit more about um about the card, but to be honest, there's not really much on the card. So that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Remember, you can check everything else out at SuddenScrapNation.com, Southern Nation on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. You can also go to Scrap Nation on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or, like I said, SuddenScrapNation.com. Um, please write a five-star review. It helps with the podcast. And recommend it to a friend if you want. A friend that likes MMA. Or a friend that likes bullshitting around, because I got that too. Uh, so make sure to check it out i've been your host as always daniel jonas and until next time this wednesday um i hope you enjoy the rest or i hope you enjoy your day and until next time stay safe peace